everybody. Welcome to Curly Girlies Cracking the Kid Code with Atara and Grace. I am Atara Torsky, founder of the Curly Girl Movement, author of the Curly Girly book series, and owner of curlygirly.com, spelled with two E's at the end of curly and two E's at the end of girly. And I am here with my amazing co-host and good friend, Grace Cross. Hi, Grace. Hi, Atara. And hi, everybody. I'm Grace Cross. I'm the owner of thebabyspot.ca, the only global parenting magazine. And we have an incredible guest here today, Atara. Who do we have? So we are super excited to welcome Sensei John, founder of an amazing dojo, and more than that, a movement, Harmony by Karate. John is not only the founder of this important organization, Harmony by Karate, but he is the founder of the Harmony Power Award Program, which recognizes children for their efforts in promoting harmony in the world through art, music, dance, and community service. John works hard to promote empowerment with children and instill them with the rare combination of physical strength and power alongside harmony and restraint. John brings his passion to schools as he champions against bullying. Hi, John. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you today? Well, good morning to both of you. What an honor and a pleasure to be in this meeting with the two of you. Oh, thanks, John. Thanks, John. We're always happy to chat. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much I want to share with you, but I'm certainly open to the questions you might have, and there's so much I can share to help children and help parents in any way that I can. Oh, that's fantastic. And parents and families do need your help. So Harmony by Karate, what a special and unique name. Can you tell us uh, why you chose this name? Well, you know, I'm more focused on the healing aspects of the martial arts. Although I, you know, I enjoy the physical prowess and there's a fighting piece and I, I get that. But to me, it's all about the, the empowerment, the inner being, uh, the soul of a person uh, is more important to me than the external, the physical attributes of what people can accomplish is uh, secondary. Oh, so yes. that's what I'm all about. That's where my focus is at. So I think you're, you're saying, and correct me if I'm incorrect, uh, that you're kind mm-hmm. of mixing the mind with the body so that they're, the two of them are coexisting and interacting with one another and that children are learning to be able to control their minds along with their bodies. Is that true? It's all true what you're saying. I mean, if you think about all of the other therapies that are out there, there's therapies that are breathing, deep breathing therapies. There are meditation therapies. There are screaming therapies where people have to scream. <laughs> yeah. um, there's, there's therapies where people hit objects, right? So you, if you were to bring all of those things that are out there into one setting and you focus on the inner development of a human being, that's where my focus lies. Are we hitting objects to hurt people? Are we hitting objects to get our anger out, to get our frustration, to get our stress out? Are we deep breathing to just breathe? Are we focused on, you know, breathing in something positive, breathing out whatever we feel that's negative? This, it goes on and on. I mean, it's a never-ending conversation, each of those modalities. And that's all in martial arts, but a lot of people don't quite know that because they only see when they think of martial arts, they see two people in a ring beating each other up and they right. think that's martial yeah. arts. And it's really the very shallow end, although it serves its purpose. And I respect it because I've been through that part. You, you, it's good to have that experience if your body can handle it. But that's not, it, it's scratching the surface of what the martial arts is really all about. 
Yeah, I think, you know, I can say personally, all three of my children have been to your amazing dojo here in Manhattan. And what's so unique about the karate experience that you provide to children is that you really are um, teaching them to come from a place of restraint because being reactive is really not the way you want karate to be. You want to be able, even in the moment, to take a step back. Isn't, isn't that the case? It's really about that. I mean, you know, there's so much a person can lose. When they lose their temper and they lose control, they can lose everything. And uh, so it's, it's not that they're holding that anger in. They have to learn to express those anger constructively. You know, I'll give you an example. My son was angry with me and he was upset with me. And he says, you know, dad, he's 13. He said, I'd like to have a talk with you. Can we go sit down and have a talk? Now he's talking, and, and when I heard him say that to me, it blew me away because I said, that's how a parent should be talking to a child. When my child is talking to me, wow. and he sat down and he said, you know, I just had to tell you, there, there's some things that you've been joking about. Well, you know, I've been joking with you, dad, but it's really not a joke to me. It's actually hurtful. Okay. So I said, you know, so I said to him, you know, I'm so sorry that that was hurting you. I didn't know that, you know, and, um, you know, so, you know, he says, he says, I feel good now. He said, it's, it's done. And that was like him learning how to communicate with his father. To me, right. that's what martial arts is about, right? So he's been doing martial arts since he's two and he's 13. Same as my other son. Uh, my other son is now 10. He's doing it since he's two years old. So it, it's years of development, years of communication. It's also years of them being explosive and showing, having tantrums and going through that process before they learn to be peaceful and learn that there's other ways to communicate, other ways to connect. So in the martial arts world, you hear more about people not necessarily learning that. They'll learn the physical attributes, but you'll hear about that martial artist who, you know, hit someone and went out of control. You'll hear the stories constantly because it doesn't necessarily teach you anger management right. if they're not focused on the healing modalities of what the martial arts is supposed to be about. So when you're focused on those pieces, yeah, then you're going to have somebody who has way more self-control, someone who knows how to communicate. And it has to be in a very loving environment, not an ego-based environment where it's competitive. When it's competitive and it's about one being better than the next, then you're not focused on inner development. You're focusing on this surface level, the ego level of the martial arts, which I'm not very fond of. You know, it has its purpose, but that's just not what harmony is. When you say harmony by karate... That's harmony. Right. It's almost, you're, you're, the name of it is almost an oxymoron, right? But that's really the idea, is that you can have harmony and peace even while fighting. That's right. Yeah. Well, well I love this, this concept, don't you, Grace? Absolutely. It's, and you know what? It's going to help so many families and children um, change the way they think and communicate with one another. And the example you gave with your son is perfect. I mean, how wise beyond his years was he at that moment when he came and sat down and spoke to you? And it probably saved so much time of a festering anger about something that's very small but important to him which was you know a joke that he felt wasn't funny but he's going along with it just so many great life lessons for both parents and children in that story well you know it's important to parents to understand is that when a child wants to speak to you it's not your time to speak 
It's right. absolutely listen to the point where they're so it's so out of their system what they have to say. Because what parents will do is they'll interject judgment of what their child is saying instead of just sitting there and just when they're done, they just stop talking and then you could respond because that's all out of their system. So a lot of times it's just them venting more than is the issue themselves because there are so many other uh, potentially underlying issues that have nothing to do with what they're upset with you about. So if you don't let them just talk and listen and just be quiet. And the other thing too is you're modeling for them, right? So that opportunity is like, well, if my dad can sit and listen to me for 20 minutes, taking me, taking that child 20 minutes to get to their point, yes. right? He took a lot longer than, I mean, I, I gave you an abbreviation. It took a while <laughs> for him to get it out. Yes. But, but that's that what we have to have patience that. for. Yeah. Right. And then, then what happens is then when we're talking, they're going to, they're going to mirror our behavior. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. So John, tell us a little bit about, um, you were bullied as a child. Is, is that true? And, and is that where a lot of this is stemming from your desire to help other children? Well, you know, it's, um, it's very sensitive to me and it continues to be a very, I'm very hypersensitive to bullying. I mean, to the point where, you know, I've been on this lifetime crusade, but, Bullying started at the age of eight when another child decided to grab me by the hair. I was in Brooklyn and we didn't have, you know, at that, in that era, everything was very physical. Uh, they didn't have all these laws and rules out there to protect children as they do now. Right. So it's like all systems go. It's like you're, you're in street survival mode. Even in the nicer communities, kids are still beating each other up because the parents are like, go ahead, go ahead and fight your own battles. Right. Well, this kid picked my, my head and grabbed my hair and, slamming into the curb. So my mother came out with a broomstick and when she came outside, I had blood out of the back of my head. Oh, and uh, that was the beginning of my martial arts training. Yeah. That was it. That was the impetus. <laughs> yeah. My father came home and he said, you know, that's it. Because he was already training with the Japanese for about a year or two. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, it's time. You're going to have to learn how to survive because these weren't children necessarily. They're going to have a conversation with you or you're going to talk your way out. They wanted to just go, swinging at you so you know and and certainly you know in in communities or cultures where in the homes at that time parents were screaming at the kids and kids weren't allowed to say anything so kids would go out yelling at each other so hitting each other because parents are also hitting and screaming in the house so it's behaviors that you know in, cul- in cultures in ways that parents did only knew what they were taught from their parents like and it's and it's more of an uneducated approach right. to dealing with anger and dealing with disciplining children. And only in, in today's generation are we become more sensitive and, and loving to our kids where it's a different kind of child. It's more empathic child than it was at that, in that era. Absolutely. And Harmony by Karate definitely helps those families that still have that very old philosophy of parenting where it's just like, okay, swing your fists when you're feeling upset and we're going to yell at our children. So they're going to take their anger out on other children. There's more communication open and you are not only um, running this dojo, but it's almost like a movement, isn't it? You know what? It's always been that. And I've been very blessed to train because it's Manhattan so I, I, you know, the teachers that I have in my program are usually are teachers with amazing stories. Like I have one that was, I was homeless, put himself through college, and I recruited him wow. and groomed him into a teacher. And he's been with me for many years. I have one that is transgender, 
and I've watched the transformation because we have transgender kids that come to the program and we have to learn how to identify these kids. Sure. And, you know, and parents are very like amazing in the city because they're sensitive to their own kids with their identity from when they're young. That's what educated people do. It's like, what, how does that child identify themselves and respecting that identity? And then I have, um, I have so many stories I can go on and on. Each one is, is an amazing story that, so the teachers come from, a range of, I have one teacher that was a wealthy businessman who made a movie, a spiritual movie, got very wealthy from it. He lost all his money okay. and, um, and through, uh, through life, he had hit his own personal crisis, got divorced, lost everything. I recruited him uh, into the space and he's been teaching with me and uh, he lives in a, he's got a, a subsidized space with the city. And he lives a very humble existence and he comes in as happy as can be. And uh, he's, you know, rehabbed himself in so many ways and he's able to give so much to the children because he comes from wealth, but understands where he's at now. And he's able to really give them insights in ways that other people couldn't. So they come from an array of backgrounds. And I love that because that's how you teach children to be not just leaders, but empathic leaders, so that when they, a lot of these kids grow up that I have, they become leaders of their own uh, corporations or entrepreneurs, that they're empathic, that they actually care about the people they're, they're dealing with, and they care about the environment. They care about so much more than a typical child who doesn't get that kind of education. Absolutely. And their area, like when you come in for your class, it sounds like there's just an array of children all coming for different reasons with different stories. So it really is harmonious, which you really have to embrace. You have to really embrace humanity and not just use the word and talk about it to to market and sell a martial arts school. But you have to be that. You have to live that and be that. When people come in, they got to feel it and feel it no matter how unique and different they are as a human being. They're going to be embraced, loved, and accepted for that. You know, it, it, that's just how it is. That's like the rule when they come in. Like, we embrace humanity in all its various forms. And even different religions, all of that is part yes. of the, the whole idea of embracing these differences. The way to teach empathy is teaching kids to ha- how to give and who to give to and make that a habit. And that's a habit that when they have that, they don't know any other way of being because it feels too good to, and you go the other way, it doesn't feel good. It really should become a global movement. Um, I think you're going to get there because this is just such important work that you're doing. And Grace and I are committed to keep talking about more peace and harmony for ourselves, for our children, um, because I think that's how you really empower children at a very, very young age. And then you actually, as you said, you can begin to slowly change the fabric of society. And wouldn't that be wonderful? It's so true. You know what? It, you know, the, the truth of the matter is that um, I, and this idea worked well enough. I did get a call from the Department of Education uh, from Washington. And, uh, you know, and they were interested. They spent 20 minutes on the phone talking to me about this, this movement and what I'm doing. And then they said they couldn't, they can't change the law in Washington to accommodate this in every school, that it has to happen like literally state by state, city okay. by city. And uh, so that was the only frustrating piece. You can't just have a law like a Harmony Power Bill that everyone right. has to do this. Like a federal law. But you, you know, imagine if, if people, and that's the only way it happens, because even though it's a good thing, 
it's another job for a teacher, another job for a school. And it, it's the most, to me, it's the most important job for them. More important than the academics is this idea. And the reality is that once it's put to paper, that's when mounds start to move because now people have to do it. They have to actually start recognizing a child's heart and teaching them how to love themselves and teaching them how to be giving. I can't think of any more important for us to exist as a society. We need to, this type of idea and anything that's like it needs to happen now. Yes. Couldn't agree with you more. And it seems Sensei John that you're teaching these children all around the United States and eventually around the world, I think, I know Atara agrees with me, um, to be like these beacons of light that are just inspiring and kind of like a pillar of each and every community across the United States. And we have to thank you for being that beacon of light for so many people in so many different challenges and situations uh, across the United States. And I know that our listeners around the world are really going to pick up on this and think about Harmony by Karate. Now for our audience, we're going to have all of Sensei John's information in our show notes today. So you can go and visit his website, follow him on social media, and of course, continue to be inspired Sensei John, thank you so much for yeah. everything. Thanks so much for coming on. And, you know, just to keep you feeling that you need to keep going, like change does happen slowly, but then it happens all of a sudden. So just keep yeah, moving right. forward. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. It's been no, our so pleasure well to have you on. Thank you, John, for everything. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank Bye you. for now, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.